good Sunday morning and welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkie Sunday Rise. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Waiting for the boss BJ to join me. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Well, not a whole lot, but I'm still riding high off of last week's win. Uh, Washington beating um, Pittsburgh, making them 11. And oops, uh, uh -oh. felt really good to do that. So uh, hopefully we can continue that trend uh, today again in San, well, in Arizona against San Francisco. And we are joined by the man that writes the checks and makes it all possible, the boss, BJ. Hey. Welcome, welcome. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy NFL Week 14. Man, I can't believe it's Week 14. We got three weeks left in the NFL. Yep, three weeks left. Um, yeah, it, it, it moved pretty quick. Um, and like you said, three weeks left to kind of sort through who's going to be, um, you know, what seeds in the playoffs. And and we'll talk about a little bit of that today. Um, you, I heard you talking about your boys in Arizona to play San Francisco today. Yeah. Well, um, you know, both both teams are five and seven. Uh, 49ers are a three-point favorite. So I'm picking y'all today in that game, man. I'm just letting you know now. I like hey. I like I like y'all momentum. You know what? I feel good about it. Um, I said it earlier in the week. Uh once you beat once we beat Pittsburgh. Everybody else became a possibility that we could beat them. So, I'm down with that. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. But you, but you know something, and you know we've been talking about it since the week number one show, week number four show when we, you know, got a glimpse of the Washington football team and what they do and up front and. It was just we kept saying if they could just get a little groove on offense, the defense, you know, is is legit, and you see, you're starting to see that. You got some consistency there with Alex Smith starting, getting his groove back. Don't forget, you know, I keep saying this, he missed six hundred plus days of football, you know, due to his injury a couple of years back. So, you know, you have all this coming together at the right time, at the end of the season. The division is still up for grabs. And uh, we'll see what happens. So, um, we're going we're gonna to make this a quick and efficient show. I know we normally pick teams at the end. But since we're talking about Washington and San Francisco, uh, I guess I'll go first in my official pick. And then KG can follow that up because I think I already posted this in the, in our chat. So I'm going to just go back to that. I got the Washington football team in a close one, 24-21. I think that defense is going to um, do what they've been doing and, and play ball and, and make plays and, you know, put the put the offense in position to make, make plays and help change the field position of the game. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, I know it's a couple of other little side stories to this game. I'll let Kevin go into those. But uh, that's my prediction for today's game, and that's at, what, 425 today, KG? Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay, so on you, brother. Uh, For me, I'm picking Washington to win this game. Uh, I don't think I got them scoring. I don't have San Francisco scoring 20 uh, – 21, I think it's going to be decisive. I'll say uh, 26 to 13, Washington. Um, oh, shit. Uh, not sure if Antonio Gibson is going to play today because it he's dealing with her. It says he's out right now. Okay. So, if he's that's out, that that's bad for the 49ers because now you have to deal with a heavy dose of 
Peyton Barber. And Peyton Barber is a load to bring down. So, yeah, I, I see this is going to be um, it's going to be a lot of ball control. So give, go ahead and give me Washington in that one, 26-13. Okay, yeah, you got them, you know, and like you said, decisive, not dominant, but decisive when, you know, uh, uh, moving on to where they would be six and seven on the season. So mm-hmm. it's what – it's between you, 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 and the, the the Washington football team and the Giants now to see what the Giants do and just keeping a close eye on the NFC East towards the uh, home stretch. Um, next game we'll talk about, of course, is it, it, you kind of knock a couple birds out with one 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 stone with this game because it's the Steelers at Buffalo Bills tonight at eight twenty. So we got two resident Steelers. Uh, fans and uh, Big Junie and Big Jim, and they take on my Bills tonight. Um, right now, the Bills are favored by two and a half. And, um, you know, we talk about the Steelers. KG been talking about the Steelers when he thought they was going to lose a game, which was to his Washington football team, which they did. And, you know, you go through um, what they've done, KG, through in the season, the Steelers, and and, and you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be like, hey, you know, they got lucky. You, you have to get lucky to win games in this league. If, if some of it is luck, you know, it's it just way the ball, you know, rolls sometimes. It it did it for the Patriots in the 07 season, and they just couldn't get that bounce in the Super Bowl. Um, it, it, it's just how the cards play in the NFL. So, you know, not discrediting their 11 and one record. But they play, you know, some cupcakes and some slides and different things like that. So, how do you look at this this matchup tonight, prime time? Josh Allen, Big Ben. What do you What do you see coming off of this? I, I, I not even. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm not trying to big up uh, my team. But uh, I see Buffalo using. Uh, uh, what was that? Monday's win as a blueprint on how to beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh can't run the ball. You know, that's evident. They don't run the ball very much. They use a lot of short passes quick. You don't have to blitz them. You can sit, if you, you can get to them before, you can get to them. But what you have to do is you have to play coverage. You have to let those linebackers got to be on point. And I'm going to tell you straight up. Pittsburgh might lose two in a row. They might go 14-2, and two, but this will be their second loss in a row. They will lose to Buffalo, but it'll be close. They'll lose to Buffalo 24-23. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, of course the Buffalo offense is more dynamic than what Washington had, the quick strike. But at the same time, you're talking about a really good – and I say a really good Pittsburgh offense, but I just said that, you know, they played a lot of cakewalks. They played a lot of down teams. They got, you know, Cincinnati um, in their division. So um, I don't think it's going to be a high score game. I think it's going to be something where uh, I think it's 2017 Bills. I think this is going to be a tight game, a, a close game. And, you know, I know you said Pittsburgh can't run the ball and Buffalo can't stop the run. So that's always interesting to see. I mean, it, you know, we, we're talking about uh, something I've been complaining about with the Bills all season is the uh, defensive line. They can't stop the run or rush the passer right now. So, you know, when you have those two, you know, kind of like heavyweight I uh, heavyweight uh, things on each end. One can't stop the run. One can't run. Something has to give. So it's either going to meet in the middle or somebody's going to dominate, just like Kansas City did Buffalo earlier this year when Buffalo committed to stopping the pass and they let uh, Kansas City, I think, run for 250 on the ground. And Kansas City was willing to do that. So And and that's what good coaches do. You have a really good coach on the other side, and Mike Tomlin, patient, makes the right decisions, plays chess, not checkers. Um, and here's Sean McDermott again. Um, has the Bills at 9-3, and three, which is, you know, great. Uh, but this is these are the teams that um, you got to prove yourself against. And, uh, yeah, they're 9-3. and three. They're the talk of the town. 
They still ain't the AFC. You know, they, they haven't proved themselves in the AFC quite yet. So I'm taking Buffalo today. I think it's going to be a close one, 2017. Um, and my Bills moved to 10 and 3. The drop the Steelers to what? Uh, what are they? 11 and 1. So they've dropped them to 11 and 2. So yeah, KG, I'm going with my boys tonight. Hopefully I can, you know, that old man won't creep in tonight and I can stay up and watch it at least. <laughs> I hope so. But now, before we get off the bills, let me ask you a question. Uh, quick hit. Um, Brandon Bean gets a multi-year extension. Uh, good or bad for you? Um, I think it's a good thing. You know, they finally – I think they're behind in certain aspects, but they, they found a franchise quarterback, which, you know, you can't win in this league without – you know, it, it, if, you, if you're serious and you want to contend, you have to have a top 10, top five quarterback, and I think they have that now in Josh Allen. Um, with that thing, I know they have that. And, you know, for the most part, you know, the the the, the deals he's made, the Stefan Diggs that may I'm not gonna lie, when they made that deal, I thought they gave up too much for him. But now you're looking at it and it's just like him, Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, uh, when John Brown's on the field, you know, that that's working in unison. Uh Gabe Davis, the other receiver. Um, they just gotta work on uh, the trenches, I think um, both the offense and the defensive lines this particular year, um, definitely a C minus, definitely a hard C minus for me. And that's in both aspects, run blocking, pass blocking, uh, stopping the run on the other side and pass rushing. It seems non-existent at times. And the two draft picks, Ed Oliver, AJ Espinosa, are are basically – you don't even hear their name called sometimes. You know, I hear Eric Oliver, uh, our defensive tackle they drafted from Houston, you know, when it's penalty time. You know, other than that, I just don't hear him making a difference. Like, you know, uh, so I agree with the extension. He got some work to do, though. He definitely got some work to do, though. Um, I think that was more of a extension for, you know, putting Buffalo back on the map. You know, it, you have to you have to build your pieces one by one. I understand that putting them back on the map, having people, you know, seriously talking about Buffalo as somebody could come out of the AFC. And this is really real talk, not because, just because I'm a Buffalo fan. You know, that offense, if it's rolling, you know, it'll get you through. You know, now defense wins championships, and that's where when they come to the playoffs, I'm worried about them. So um, I'm good with the extension, KG. Well, that's good, man. I, I, I like it. Uh, you know, coming from a city, and the city I'm talking about is here in D.C., Maryland. Uh, our team, we had a GM for 10 years and only had two winning seasons. Y'all have built something from the ground up and – I, I don't want to take anything away from you guys, but in my opinion, y'all are the best team in the AFC East. Yeah, AFC East. I'll, I'll give us that. Um, even though Miami is right behind us, you know, so it's – and that's another thing. Like, you have to now – like, Miami's right in the rearview mirror. They're like, they're tailgating, you know. They play Kansas City today. Um, it would definitely be a help if Buffalo can get that W tonight and Kansas City takes care of business with the Dolphins. So just something to watch. It Like I said, it's three weeks left. So these are the matchups you got to watch as far as coming down the stretch, who's where. And, I mean, Dolphins beat the Chiefs tonight and the um, the Bills lose. We're talking about two nine and four teams. I think the Bills still, still hold the advantage. Um as a probably for right now because they beat them, so they probably lead by half a game. But that would I, – I keep looking at the last game of the season and this Bills-Dolphins, and I keep – you know, unless the Bills can take advantage of this week because, I you know, I got the, the Dolphins losing to the Chiefs. I just don't think their offense can keep up with the Chiefs. If the Bills take care of business tonight, that will give you a two-game lead, you know, going into that last game, then it won't, won't be for the division, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's the drama that you wanted to end the season. I'm sorry, that drama of 
it, this game, you're already in the playoffs, but it's just determining seeding, and you can't rest the starter. So it's the drama that fans want. The fans, you know, not right. not me, not me as a Buffalo Bill <laughs> fan. I don't. I want to go into that last week with something wrapped up, whatever seed it is, hopefully, and the ability to maybe your older players, John Brown, Cole Beasley, you know, um, some of the players on defense, Jerry Hughes, be able to rest them, maybe play them a quarter or two, and then, hey, sit down and, you know, let the Young Bucks do it. Um, put Matt Barkley in for Josh Allen. You know, just, just you know, the normal, normal, hey, we got it wrapped up. Let's, you know, ice the guys because – uh, this is the first year we're going to the new playoff format, right? N- new playoff format? Yeah, it's only it's only one first. Uh, it's only you know, one buy. I did see that, and I was like, "What yeah. the hell?" I yeah, said, "Why only, is it only one buy?" Yeah, it's only one buy. They changed the playoff format this year, so this is starting this year. I don't like uh, it. Yeah, I mean, we're used to the the two buys, but I mean, you get more games, and you know. Um, it makes that one seed even more coveted. So, um, you know, we'll see. So moving on, because we got about, what, 15 minutes left. Moving on, give me some of your um, – give me two marquee games that you got this week circled. Two that I got circled. Let's see. Um, Chiefs-Dolphins is one. that, that You got to watch that because – the Dolphins are, are, are able to um, probably beat the Chiefs. So uh, Giants-Cardinals, you know I got to keep my eye on that because I need the Giants to lose, Washington right. to win. Right. Um, of course, Bill Steelers, um, Ravens-Browns. That's That game Monday night is going to determine which way the Ravens season is going to go. But – Speaking of the Ravens, really, really quick, I get upset. And Lamar Jackson has been our guy since before the draft. We talked about him. We talked about how talented he is, everything. Mm-hmm. But so many people are dogging him out because teams have actually figured out what he can do. And they're like, okay, we got a scheme against this. Once they got tape on you, it's over. You got you to gotta come different. Patrick Mahomes had a bad year last year because everybody figured out what he could do. But then he evolved. So this is the this is the season that everybody figured out what Lamar can do. Next season to be the season he evolves. But everybody's saying he's not an elite quarterback. He's not uh, that good. He's just some trash. Man, um, I'm gonna need you to shut up. So so let me let me. This is this is you know like I said we're definitely big Lamar Jackson guys. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I believe in his ability. And like KG said, now that you know, it's all it always gets like that with, with quarterbacks. People figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are. And when you come across a good defense, they force you to play your weaknesses. You know, does it work all the time? No, it doesn't. Now, when we come to just pure QB ability, pure quarterback ability, we're not talking about I can name probably 10, 15 quarterbacks, when we're talking about just pure QB, in the pocket, you know, passing, reading defenses. He's probably in the middle of the pack there. But where he separates himself is, is he has a big play arm just like Mahomes, just like um, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, that he can make throws, all the throws on the field. So it's just about, like KG said, him involving, taking that next academic playmaker. Um, you, you know, we see that with his legs. Like I said, he has a playmaking ability with his arm. Now it's time to go to the next level as a quarterback and, you know, get that going. And and it's just – I got him doing that. He's the type that he go, he's going to put in the work. They're going to figure some things out. And, you know, maybe hopefully the last three weeks he gets going or like like KG said, maybe it's next season where he, you know, starts to evolve and starts to push himself to, the, you know, the next the next level. 
it's not for lack of trying, but how much, how much, uh, how much of that are you actually going to put on the O coordinator? Just asking. Um, I'm gonna put a lot of it on the old form. I'm gonna, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay, I, I'm gonna put a lot of it on the old coordinator because you have to, you know, that okay, we can't keep doing the same thing, we can't, we have to, you know, implement new things for Lamar to do. Now, you look like I said, him running all around the field is great, you know what I'm saying, but you know, you get like I said, you come across a good defense coordinator that, you know, can scheme and plan, that's just going to sh- get shut down quick. So I put some of it on the defensive coordinator, I mean, offensive coordinator. I put like 40% of it because you're developing a game plan. You know what Lamar can do, what he can't do. This is when you get tested and try to figure out, okay, can I help him evolve? <clears throat> wow. The question is are, are they are they trying to do that in Baltimore? Um I, I I think they I think they are. You know, Baltimore's been one of the better franchises. So when it comes to, you know, like them being behind on things, they usually in, in front of the eight ball when it comes to, you know, development, play development, you know, coaches, everything. So it's just like I think right now it's just a it's just a it's just a flat spot for for the Ravens in general. Like they look like they're gonna miss the playoffs. Um because tonight, I mean tomorrow night is a huge game. I said last week Cleveland had a statement game and they came out and made a statement. But this game is absolutely a statement game for the Cleveland Browns. They have to win this game. They have to win this game. I have them win this game. I picked them to win the game. <clears throat> because right now they're rolling. Yeah. They're the hottest rolling team in the NFL. Yeah. Quietly the hottest team in the NFL. Nobody's talking about Cleveland. Everybody's talking about Buffalo. Everybody's talking about the Buccaneers and their issues with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, um, Russell Wilson, you know. Everybody, nobody's talking about Cleveland, KG. So, and what's going on with you, Key? Glad you could join us this morning. Yes, sir. Uh, but what you what, what marquee games you got? Because I, I I put my bets in now. If I wager thirty nine hundred dollars this morning, if I went out <laughs> on all my bets, that's seven thousand dollars. <laughs> so the the book is sports at worker for you. Yeah, I got it. It, it was a uh, it was um messing up last week so I couldn't bet but uh okay. I got my bets in this morning. Well my marquee games of course for me is Washington football team and the 49ers because of what's the state uh of course the Bills and the Steelers tonight the Cardinals and the Giants I want to see if the Giants can keep pace with the Cardinals offense. I want to see if they if they're turning the corner. You know what I'm saying? It's the whole is the NFC East turning the corner from the laughing stock division to now, all right, let's play some football. Um, of course, Chiefs-Dolphins. I'm looking at that game hard to see if the the, Dolphins, the Chiefs can knock off the Dolphins. And then uh, I definitely want to see what the Colts and the Raiders are going to do. Uh, that's another, you know, playoff team and hunt the Colts. And then, of course, the Ravens and the Browns tomorrow night. That is, like I said, that is a game – like that is, you know, with what 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 Cleveland has been through the last couple of years, with Pittsburgh being a dominant of that division, then Baltimore coming in and, and you know still in a couple of division titles. This is Cleveland's time. They might not win the division because Pittsburgh is so Pittsburgh is so far ahead. I don't even know does does um does um does Cleveland have an, another game versus Pittsburgh, or are they done? Uh, let me find out. Keep I'm going. Not, not they do. The last game of the season. Ooh. Wow. So the Browns got the Giants and the Jets the next two games, and the Steelers the last game of the season. So if the Steelers drop this game, 
to build this this is important for Cleveland and the Cleveland wins tomorrow night you might be talking about for the division AFC North last game of the season mm-hmm. that that would be huge I, that would be huge so mm. he said that he, you know what the, the Dolphins are tricky Keith because you know when they're on a roll they can put points on the board when they when they're rolling, it's just what Dolphins team is going to show up. Like their game behind the Bills for the lead in the AFC East. So, do I think they can keep up with Kansas City today? No, but I do think this game is going to be. Let me see. The over under on this game is. Let me get to it. Ah, uh, where is the game? Here we go. So the over under on this game is fifty and a half, and Kansas City's favored by seven. I'm taking an over on this game. I'm taking an over on this game. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, the Chiefs average 30.8 points a game, good for second in the league, and the Dolphins are 25.3, good for 16th. So, and both of them, um, second and six respectively, points allowed the game. Dolphins second, the Chiefs are six. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a – I, I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. So. I went under. Not went under? I went under. I got to I gotta get on Book of Sports and then put my picks in. I'm about to get myself ready. I got to take the uh, middle child to her gymnastics. So I'm going to get ready to do that. But, um, yeah, I got it. I'm, I'm on Book of Sports now. I'm about to take my time and go through. Uh, the lines and put my best in because I am hurting. I am 83 and 90. I'm getting my ass kicked on Booking Sports. Mm, mm, mm. Absolutely kicked. So, <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm going to do, KG. Man, I'm trying to see what I can do. If I, if I can get my record up, and speaking of records, it might come down to the last week of the season to see who wins in the sideline junkies. Uh, we pick every game, every season. Um, we might have to go into the playoffs our damn selves to figure out who's going to be champ this year. Is that close? Is that close. I'm talking about first and fifth place are separated by two games. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And Interesting. Delonte has made a surge in the last two weeks. He was back eight games. He picked up six games in the last two weeks. Ooh. Okay, okay. Hey, man. Hey. hey we do our thing here, man. Now, like I said, the book of sports is just making it a uh, little bit a little bit more fun. That's all. You know, a little, a little, a little bit more interesting. So, yeah. But, uh, hey, man, I'm going to cut out of here and, uh, Get myself ready to go. I know you got to finish up a couple of things, a, a, a handful of things. I think, uh, you know, they're still sitting Drew Brees. And then um, I had a – it was something else that we needed to talk about. Um, of course, I can't find it right now. Oh, I know I wanted you to talk about. I want you to talk about why it's good or what you think about them resting Drew Brees if Taysom Hill can continue just to hold the ship up until he comes back. I want you to talk about three teams that you think Dak Prescott would be good to go to. And if you were him, would you sign back with the Cowboys? And does your team make a play for him? That's what I want to hear. Mm, and I'm okay. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get myself ready, but I'll definitely be listening, brother. So knock it out of the park, bro. All right. All right, man. All right now. Now starting off with that that first uh that first question. Uh Dak Prescott, three teams he could go to. Jeez. Um honestly, right off the top of my head, New Orleans would be one. Uh, mm, the Jets are trying to suck for for uh they're trying to tank for uh Trevor Lawrence. Uh he could actually go to the Eagles because Carson Wentz is done. And I don't think they really have much faith in Jalen Hurts, which they should. So they're going to wind up 
pissing him away. Uh, he could also go third team. The Bears. The Bears. Those are three teams. And I, I don't see him. I wouldn't want him. If I was him, I wouldn't sign back with Dallas because it shouldn't have took this long. And now I'm injured. Now you want to sign me. I feel that's a slap in the face. I feel that's a, a not good for me. <laughs> Let's just say that. And B say, do do I want Washington to sign him? Hell no. Honestly, Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. Now, if you're in Dallas and you can't do anything with all the talents Dallas has had, how many 13 and three seasons? How many number one seeds? You know, you can't do anything down there with all that talent. What are you going to do here? It's not going to work. No, that would be a waste of money. Uh, and that before this season has played every game. Rookie year, 13 and three, nine and seven, second year, 10 and six, eight and eight. When they were 13 and three, that was 2016. I, I, I said, you know, they're not going to win. They're not going to beat Green Bay. Oh, man, we're going to Super Bowl. We're going to Super Bowl. It's all about Dak and Freaky Zeke. Oh, we're going to Super Bowl. We're going to Super Bowl. Okay. What happened? Green Bay beat him. He, he hasn't won a game of significance in the playoffs in his career. What does he have? One playoff win? Got a lot of regular season wins, but one playoff win? Now, don't get me wrong. Everything can change. Ties can change. But I just don't I don't see Dak Prescott coming here. And I was having a conversation with uh, a few gentlemen Monday, and we were talking about the quarterback situation here. And I told him, I said, they don't want to give up on Dwayne. Dwayne wants to learn. Let Dwayne learn. Let him sit the rest of this year. If Alex decides to come back next year, let him sit next year. But during the offseason, the rest of the season, during the regular season, have him under Alex. Let Alex teach him. So when he jumps into the driver's seat, he's good. We don't need to go out and get a quarterback. That's what I'm trying to explain to everybody. Don't, don't run for the next new shiny toy. But Dallas is going to need a quarterback because I think Dak Prescott, he's pretty much like, yeah, I'm done. You know, I made my demands and you failed to reach them. Oh, you know, you, you failed to accept my demands. So, I mean, he could actually, I'm not, if he goes to New Orleans, I think that's the better situation for him because he doesn't have to do it all. And he has a, a a run game. He has dominant receivers. He got the same thing he got in Dallas. So it'd be the same thing, but just better coaching. So I think Drew Brees retires this year. New Orleans would be the best fit for him. My opinion. Uh, secondly, speaking of New Orleans, great segue. Thank you, Don Rodriguez, for teaching me that. Um, <laughs> they're sitting Drew Brees. Now they're talking about this injury with Drew Brees. He cracked 11 ribs, I believe. I think he broke 11 ribs. And, it, it, you know, they're going to sit him. Uh, they're playing Philly, so no problem. Philly's not going to beat them today. Um, Jalen Hurts gets the start, which is great. But uh, Philly's not beating them today. And I agree with resting Drew Brees and his – 40 some odd year old ribs. Um, they're talking about this could could be career ending. Uh, if you've have ever had a broken rib, you know how hard it is to breathe when you have broken ribs. So you, you don't want to uh, mess around with that. And then a broken rib can puncture a lung. So you, you, you got to be careful with that. So um, I get it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, but uh, 
Taysom Hill has basically become the 2020 uh, Teddy Bridgewater. When Breeze went out last year and Bridgewater came in, what did they win? Five straight games? And uh, you know what? I'm starting to think that this is a, this is a ploy by New Orleans to keep Drew Breeze fresh. I'm going to be honest with you. Because remember, they he went out last year, came back, and he was fresh in time for the playoffs for a run. So I'm 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 thinking this is a ploy. But eh, if it is, if it ain't. But he needs to rest. Um let Taysom Hill. I, I would let Taysom Hill wrap up the next three weeks and then uh let Breeze come back in the playoffs. Let him uh you know, work him back in maybe the last game of the season, couple plays, get his feet wet, but let him come back in the playoffs. And see if he can get you to the NFC Championship game. I mean, it, it can't hurt. You know, New Orleans has been one of the most uh, dominant uh, teams in, in, in the league. But it's like they they can't get over the hump in the playoffs. So they need something to spark them to get over that hump. And I think Drew Brees' return for the playoffs would be uh, the spark they needed. Now, looking at Brees' statistics this year, uh, he only played nine games, 2,196 yards, uh, completed 73.5% of his passes, 18 touchdowns, three picks. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Um, New Orleans has been one and done. They were one and done last year in the playoffs. Uh, that uh, 09 season, Breeze was just unstoppable in the playoffs. He needs to get back to that form from 11 years ago. Not even going to lie. So, but we shall see. That's my opinion. That's my thoughts on it. Um, I don't want to see the dude hurt to the point where he has to retire. Because, I mean, he's an ageless wonder. I feel the same way about Tom Brady. You know, I respect both of those guys, and they, they, they play at the highest level. But I don't want to see them go out injured. I want I don't want to see any player, you know, career ended because of an injury. So, And uh, last but not least, before I get out of here, just wanted to say this. Um, last week, Matter of fact, it wasn't even, it was last week, but it was Monday. Uh, during the pregame before Pittsburgh and Washington, the halftime show, which was shown on Fox, Twitter exploded. And I mean, when I say exploded, I mean exploded with uh, just hateful things about Michael Vick. Because he was on the pregame show and he was on the halftime show. Oh, I'm not going to watch this anymore because Vic's on my TV. I don't want uh, Vic on my TV. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting there wondering, like, what the hell are y'all talking about? Now, you, you I want to trade lightly just a little bit because I know I can go off the deep end. And if I go off the deep end, I don't give a shit if I hurt anybody's feelings, but I can go off the deep end and, and you know, I can pull a curtain back and expose some things. But people are saying, you know, it's one tweet, um, verified tweeter from actress Marina Sirtis. She said the Eagles, who can't buy a win, signed convicted felon and dog torturer Michael Vick, but a man of honor, Colin Kaepernick, is still looking for a team. Just saying. At the NFL. It's no way in four hills people are still talking about 
Michael Vick and his dogfighting conviction. He served two years in jail, came out, decided to change his life around. And it wasn't, you know, he gets blamed for the bulk of what happened. But remember, this is what happened down in Newport News. He was living in Atlanta. It happened on his property, so it's all his fault, whether he did it or anything. And everybody rolled on him. You sons of bitches keep talking about this man and his past transgressions, but you, you voted for a president that has 26 sexual harassment allegations and you see no problem with it. But when you bring that up, Oh, that's just a past. That was so long ago. Those women wanted it. Why can't you say the same thing for Michael Vick and his dogfighting uh, conviction? He served his time. He paid his debt to society. Now he's a spokesperson for PETA. And you still can't let that shit go. You see him on TV, smoking steam comes out your fucking ears, and you just, you start going in about dumb shit. Because the man has a job. What is he supposed to do? Go live in a fucking hole and beg for fucking change? You're mad because he has a fucking job? But then you try to compare him to Colin Kaepernick. Now, you know here at the Sideline Junkies, we are a big supporter of Cap, especially him getting back in the league. But you're trying to compare an apple to a watermelon. Yeah, they both fruits, but they're two different type of fruits. Vic came back into the league. He had some success. Andy Reid took the chance, signed him in Philadelphia. He played pretty well. Asked the Giants in the miracle at the Meadowlands too. Just couldn't get him over the hump. He went to Pittsburgh, back to Big Ben. He wound up Retiring from the NFL on his own terms. You still can't let it go because he's an on-air personality. He's still a football mind. And you still can't let the shit go that he paid his debt to society. He did what he was supposed to do. And now he's working and actually working, trying to make things better. But you keep holding on to the dumb shit. I bet if he was white, we wouldn't be talking about it. Because, uh, granted, they were allegations, but they also had where he, this particular quarterback, paid off a victim, and that's Big Ben. How many times is he accused of rape? But that gets swept under the rug. Nobody brings that shit up. Everybody let it go. Because what did he do? He turned his life around. He doesn't do the things that he used to do. You people, you jump on Twitter, you jump on uh, 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 Instagram, Facebook, all the social media platforms, and you start bashing Michael Vick. Colin Kaepernick, LeBron James. You bash these people like they owe you something because they're speaking up and using their platform or they're not and using their platform is Colin Kaepernick, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Durant to some extent. You're bashing these people for using their platform and then you're also bashing other people for fucking living their life. I mean, if you high and mighty, you can sit high and look low on people. I mean, you're, you, are you a god? Because, you know, and then these same people call themselves Christians. How can you call yourself a Christian when in the Bible... 
it said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And I'm sure everybody walking this earth has sin. So you can't cast the first stone. You can't do it. That Michael Vick has never said anything to you personally to, uh, to, 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 to judge you. But here you are calling yourself a Christian and you're judging him. Now, I ain't come here to preach, but I will. Now, see that right there? That's that, that's that, 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 that hypocritical, that backsliding. I can't stand it. It gets me riled up. It gets me pissed off. Because Michael Vick did nothing but live his life. That's all he's doing is living his life. Working a job, doing his thing on, on, on Fox, and people are mad. You, you, you run around, you say, you condemn Michael Vick for something that happened. Man, how long ago was it? 10 years? Was it 10 years? I, I don't even know how. It was so long ago, I forgot when it happened. But you condemn him for that. But you're the same ones that neglect your dog. Your, your, your dog's hungry. You don't feed your dog. You don't take your dog to the vet. You don't take your dog uh, 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 out for walks. You just let your dog eat grass out back until he feel better. But you condemn Michael Vick, though. Really? What fucking makes you better? That's my whole question. It was 13 years ago. It was 2007. What makes you better that you can sit here and judge a man once again that served two years in jail? He lost two years off of his career, his lucrative multi-million dollar career, lost his job, went into debt. Now think about how that affected his wife his kids at the time, his family. Think about how that affected them. But you don't think about that. All you think about is, well, he was fighting dogs, he was killing dogs, and Clinton Porter said it best. Down in the South, everybody fights dogs damn near. But you don't go after anybody else that fights dogs, but because he's the high-profile guy, and he's on TV. Now you want to come and say, well, he, he's wrong for this and he's wrong for that. Who the fuck are you to tell him he's wrong that he's on TV? I just, I, I can't sit by and, and, and just sit by and just let people say things about this man that is undeserved, unwarranted. I mean, it's your opinion. Granted. But like, you know, you're showing your true colors. And it, it, I, I, I'll say it. It's borderline racist. And I, I think it actually... It, 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 it steps over the racist line. Fuck borderline. It steps over the racist line. Because if he was any other shade, I don't think it would be a problem. You got, you know, you got to forgive his transgressions. You know, that was the past. We, 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 we can't just sit here and, you know, dwell in the past. He paid his debt to society. We got to let it go. You know, and if you feel that you can't let it go, think about all those people that tell us and I say us, and I'm talking about black people. Oh, y'all still tripping over slavery. Y'all need to let that go. It was so long ago. Y'all tripping over Jim Crow. Nigga, that was the 60s. It's fucking 2020. The same things that was going on in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s is going on today. It's just televised more. All I'm saying is, 
leave Michael Vick the fuck alone. He hasn't done anything to anybody in the last 13 years. And it, it's sad because he got two years for dogfighting. Dante Stallworth got 23 days for killing a man. 23 days for killing a man. He hit a man in a crosswalk down in Florida while he was drunk. Killed a man. 23 days. It has gotten to the point and it's been like this for some time that a human's life is worth less than that of an animal. So I'll just say that, leave it there, um, put a pen in it. Nine times out of 10, uh, we'll come back with a live show for uh, post game, seven o'clock. Please join us. Um, Boss BJ gone off on special assignment tonight. Well, this afternoon, he'll be back tonight, hopefully. Uh, the man of the hour, Delonte. Coolest brother in the world, Junie, Big Jim, uh, all on special assignment. So I'm the big guy, KG. Let me get out of here before I start on another rant, y'all. Peace.